Welcome back to the Five Five Good Minutes to encourage your faith and challenge you to think. And today's topic is on biblical theology. Now, what is biblical theology? Biblical theology is how the whole Bible is put together. It's how the whole story of Scripture is progressing through the meta narrative. Now, there are many ways to think about how the whole Bible is put together. Let me suggest one one way. This follow the covenants. Now, there are six covenants in the Bible, each represented by a certain person. So you have Adam, Noah, Abraham. Moses, David, and then Jesus brings the new covenant. And follow the covenants, you're going to find the story progresses through these people. So let's first think about Adam. Now, Adam is made in the image of God. Image and likeness. That's really important. Image has to do with kingship, meaning wherever Adam goes, that's where God is represented. So to be in the image of God means you represent God on earth. But also, he's made in his likeness, which is more about sonship. In other words, we're supposed to interact with God in a personal relationship like a son is with his father. Meaning for you to be in the image and likeness of God is to know God personally and display God publicly. And so God puts Adam and Eve in the garden, but of course something goes terribly wrong. Adam and Eve, they sin, they get banished from the garden. Before they get banished, God makes a promise saying, look, I'm going to send a redeemer, send an offspring who's going to crush the head of sin and death. And you'd think, okay, great, things will get better, which they, they will, but not quite. They're going to get worse before they get better. And so when Noah comes around, we see that sin is worse than we thought. Sin impacts individuals and entire societies. So think about Tower of Babel, literally sinners working together to reach new heights of sin. God gets upset. He floods the whole earth, and then he goes to Noah and he says, look, I'm going to make a covenant with you, and I'm never going to flood the earth again. In other words, mercy. Mercy is the key word of the Noah covenant. And so the question becomes, well, who will God show mercy to? And that's where the Abrahamic covenant comes in. God goes to Abraham and says, look, I'm going to make you the father of a multitude of nations. And it's here we see God's heart. God's heart has always been for the nations to know God, but it's only going to be through the mercy of God. And Galatians 3 calls it the gospel, saying that, the gospel is, in Abraham, all the nations will be blessed. But there's a requirement. Something has to happen first. That's where you have the law of Moses. And so in the story now, we have Egypt is, has enslaved Israel. God rescues Israel from Egypt. And then he takes them into the wilderness. And when he's there, he gives them the law. And the law is pretty simple. It has two main requirements. Number one, love God. Number two, love God. Now, that seems simple enough. But the problem is no one actually does it. And because of that, there's a disclaimer. Blessings for obedience, but there's curses for disobedience. And the blessing that he's talking about is the Abrahamic blessings. Namely, you will be my people and I will be your God. It's not going to happen until Israel obeys. Here's the problem. Israel doesn't obey. Now, if only if only God would accept one person who represented many people. And if that person obeys, then maybe all this stuff is going to work out. Well, that's where, that's where David comes in. David comes in and he rises to power, he puts foreign armies to flight, he's a man of God's own heart. And then in 2 Samuel chapter 7, God goes to David and says this, I will raise up your offspring after you, who will come after you from your own body. I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name, and I'll establish his throne forever. Then he says, he will be to me a son, and I'll be to him a father. And so two really important themes emerge. The first theme is a theme of offspring. 
we're still looking for the one who is to come. We're looking for the one who's going to come to crush the head of sin and death. But the second theme is the idea of an eternal kingdom. Now, the problem with every king is that death inevitably removes them from office. And yet, there's going to be a king who comes who who is not going to have that same problem. It's going to be an eternal king. And the prophets reiterate this idea. So you have Isaiah saying it's going to be a new sacrifice. Offer the sins of many. And then you have Ezekiel saying there's going to be a new law written on the heart of man. And Jeremiah, well, there's going to be a new king who will rule the nations with righteousness and justice. And the Old Testament ends, and we're, we're left looking for the one who is to come. But then Jesus comes, brings a new covenant, saying he is the son of David. What does that mean? It means that Jesus is the Davidic king who obeys the law of Moses, unlocking Abrahamic blessings of mercy for the nation so people can know God and God can be with them as their God and they can be with him as his people. So ultimately, Jesus, the hero of the entire Bible, every road leads to him. That's my time. We'll be next week. I'll see you then.